Hi. Hi, Sam. It's Jillian Franklin. <laughs> My piece was I was an illegal and illegal. You know, it's like a tongue twister. I was an illegal. It's funny because my piece is called Just an Ordinary Girl. When I, when I saw the title to your piece, I thought like, you meant like illegal alien, which is freaking hysterical. And, of course, obviously you meant jailbait, which was a thing back then. Um, but um, I really enjoyed no, I, reading your piece, and I think that we seem to have been two different sides of the same coin uh, back in that it's day. It's so weird. Like we could have been in the same room. I mean, almost. I just, I can't. I mean, the fact that you knew the Henri Sarah, you know, the the man who my sister's boyfriend who introduced my family to Roman. That's just such a. It's, it's so. It's such a small world. Strange. And I know the world because he so took big me back to a party. I know. You know, I saw him recently. Do you know that? No, I thought he died. Henri? Yes, what? I heard he died. <laughs> Yes. No. Oh, my God, that's a <laughs> Maybe great it's not the same, Ori. <laughs> no, I know it's the same one. Tall, skinny, dark hair. Semi-producer, um, I, right? I'm going to have to tell my attorney he was finally wrong about something because he was under the impression that uh, Henri was uh, no longer around. However, I am very happy he is alive and well, um, although his appearance oh, in our lives uh, was brief. <laughs> yeah, crazy. now I need to know. I saw him in a coffee bean, and he's um, an Orthodox Jew now. That's what I saw. Just like wow. three years ago. Well, that's a big change. I guess the '70s took its toll on all of us in different ways. I know. He took me to a party. I'll never forget. That's where I met Roman. I was sitting next to Roman, and as young as I was, I went to the party with my younger sister. He liked her better. <laughs> there were so um, many, so many yeah. crazy people at that time, but and you had a rat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, had I, a, I had I had many succession of of, of pet rats because I was uh, I was kind of an oddball, you know, transplanting from Pennsylvania. Um, I, you know, I was I was I was kind of a weird kid, so yeah, and I I I didn't have the normal pets. Well, I had mice, which I loved, and. Um, and gerbils. And I'm from L.A., and I was definitely weird. Definitely weird in comparison to everyone I know Everybody and else. everyone in my family. <laughs> and to this I day. felt the same way, <laughs> like different. I'm odd, I'm different, I don't fit in. Um, but I did enjoy, once we moved to the San Fernando Valley, I was much more at home there in Pacific Palisades. Um, and although... Uh, nearby, you know, your side of the hill and my side of the valley were kind of different worlds, you know, that was like a Very different. whole different place. Yeah, because I, I, I worked actually, at the I cookie in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, I, we lived in the valley till I was 12, and then as soon as we moved on this side, shortly thereafter, I became obsessed with Beverly Hills and Hollywood and, and just grew up overnight. Not emotionally, well, it's kind of, just physically. It was fun. I mean, it was. We'd go over there and drive like up and down Sunset Boulevard, and that was like a Sunday afternoon yeah. uh, trip for us. The you know to just drive Sunset Boulevard and look at all the big billboards. Remember how they used to be just really you know artful and interesting, and you know we were we were, we were tourists on your side. We were tourists on your side of of, of the hill. 
That's that's so funny. Yeah, mine was Beverly Drive was the street to be on, and then all the clubs at night. I was literally, I, I believe I was I was 14. I had braces, like the bad silver braces, and I got into clubs. I don't know how. You, like, they had clubs even for 18 and under in the Valley. I mean, people were dancing and discoing, and I kind of went backwards from you. It's like we did this, we had the same, like, we had like an intersection point of our lives, which was the culture of uh, Roman and Warren Beatty and, you know, all the peripherals, uh, you know. Who that, I saw you know, last night, that, that by you the way. Saw, which is just so weird. Um, and, and, I know. You know, but I went the opposite direction. I have to wonder, like, if we would have been in different places, it, you know, switched places, if if it would have been you instead of me, you know, just because I, I so wonder that about myself. If I, if I was a little older, if I was just a little bit more, you know, mature than I had been, I, you know, I, I, because mm-hmm. I, I, I knew girls exactly like you, and I, I was a little bit um, uh, naive. Uh, but you know, a couple of years later, it just, or even a year later, it would have been a different thing. And it just seems like I got brushed by that, and then I turned to like party city and screwing up and dropping out of school and it seems like you kind of rubbed up against that and decided like hey maybe I better actually become an, an actual adult and get a job and finish school and all that important stuff well, like, I, really didn't, though. I mean I kind of <laughs> I did some of that but I was really I, I isolated myself a lot and I really I was really uh, I'd hide myself in my room and I would write having no ambition to be a writer I, like you I wanted to be the movie star just the famous part Right. Although I did take a lot of acting classes, but um, and, and never but it was really more the that. same then, than the actual hard work part of that. <laughs> well, and it, and you know what? And the fame, which I realize now was, it wasn't so much the fame as just being recognized, and and which I wasn't with my family. Like I would, I, I'd read poems as like in my story. I would do things for attention and not get it. And so then there comes that's, the daddy that's issues. That's I would I would <laughs> write have. poems, and my mom would read them and pretend to love them. And they were like, oh, you're so creative. You're going to be a star someday. Samantha got a call back. Like I had my my <laughs> uh, mom and stepdad were like a little uh, pep squad of like, I don't know, probably because I was so weird, like hoping I might do well and turn out a little more normal. Um, but I did, I locked myself in my room, wrote poetry, painted all over my walls, thought no one could understand yeah. me ever possibly. And obviously kept secrets from my mom, which is how I got in the mess I got in with Roman because I, you know, wasn't forthcoming about, you know, the topless photos and things like that. And then, you know, always felt like I put, put myself there at a little bit of risk, but you were doing the same thing. We were putting ourselves at we risk. We were doing the same thing. And you know what's funny know. is our parents were doing the same thing because I remember my mom going to Aslan, going to Ast, I mean, doing yeah. all these things. And my she mom. was in her – and it's that generation too. I don't think – I mean, you're a mom. I'm just a mom to my, my dog. But I think that it was a generational thing where they really were so very naive when it was right under their nose what we were doing had no clue i and i think that you know i don't know i think my mom i i don't know how i got away with everything i got away with and she never yeah. knew about any of it till i wrote my book so she was a little alarmed uh knowing all the crap I a had little into. but yeah it was like you just were there were oh. the rules were different 
you know, the rules were, it, it's so hard to explain it to somebody. And it's so nice to talk to somebody who is like, yeah, I was, maybe I was hitchhiking and got a ride on the back of some biker's bike. I'm like, wow, that could have probably ended me up like dead somewhere. Oh, and I, but yet I did that stupid thing. I forgot about <laughs> hitchhiking. Oh my God. When I think about it, when I think about hitchhiking and I remember hitchhiking with this guy and then I got out of the car and then I started walking and then he drove by me again and he said, excuse me, can you help me with my convertible top? Everybody had convertibles then. And God only knows if I had said yes, what would have happened. We just walked that, that little danger line. And, well, right down I mean, yours the Panga Canyon to the mall, anyway. you know, down right. I mean, thirteen. You're you're going to the mall by yourself. You're out and about. You're walking to school. You're making your own decisions. It was it was. Um, I mean, I look back on it fondly, and I loved it. And you I loved do. all the trouble we got into, and you know, well, no and, and you know, nah. I mean. I'll be honest with you. Lately, we've had like a couple rough years, and I've realized that mm-hmm. well, it's a little easier to have regrets when things aren't going great. Um, but yet, still, no, no regrets at all. You know, I ended up where I ended up, and it, it had to take everything that happened to get me where I am. Right. So, like, what's 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 the, the point in regret? Really, right. that's I, a good I, question. I, too. Not my thing. You know, it's too good. It's done. Um, but I mean, we, I had fun. I mean, I might have screwed my life up, but you know, it was you know taking acid every day for a whole summer when I was fifteen. Like those were some good times, man. <laughs> my poor well, kids. I mean, I guess I'm glad they're growing up now. <laughs> yeah, all those experiences make you again. We know what you are today, and for me, it helps me as the writer. But I do often think about if I had a more normal life and I was actually had a teenage life what that would I wonder what that would have been like I wonder how I would be today if I had that and and the one thing I regret because a lot of it was it was like crazy fun but a lot of it was a was wasted time a lot of it was repetitive Mm -hmm. and wasted and what's really amazing is because I was going, I was 14 going out with men that were like 35 years old, which at that time was old, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah, um, and I, and I think about what, what? Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's funny. Now 35 doesn't seem old, but yes, when you were uh, uh, 15, it does. And de- like I was, I, de- I was with a guy when, you know, a 25 year old when I was 15. Um, and looking back, doesn't it seem like all kind of creepy and wrong? But at the time, it seemed just fine. <laughs> So creepy and wrong, and if you see the people today, like this one person, if I have any anger issues, it is the one, and you know, I didn't, I never, it's odd, it's only recently that I never thought about it as, you know, I say the R word, which is rape, I don't think about it in in those terms, because then it was, nobody really talked about it, it was more like, okay, he took advantage of me, but now it has it has a completely different definition. So, and then when you right. see the men that you slept with when you were fourteen, you see them now, and they're so old. And I and I feel like I want to say something, but what would be the point? But I think that 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 feeling I have a little bit of anger about that is still in hindsight. Me. 
I I only well, you know I I had like an opposite experience because you know my encounter with Roman um, and you know rape had a different definition in the 70s if this that word meant something yeah, entirely completely. different than what it means today um, like my encounter with him and... I felt the same way like he took advantage of me you know but that 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 made me have like an opposite trajectory of yours. I didn't like older men after that. I didn't like celebrities after that. Oh. Like, hey, celebrities can be jerks, so screw those people. And I was getting a lot of bad treatment from a lot of people, so I just then went into like a, a, a shell and a small group of friends, and we just had like, you know, ran wild in the valley riding dirt bikes, uh, skipping school, getting drunk, getting high. And, you know, so my – I got like bounced in a different direction than you. So I just wonder what it must've been like, you know, to not, to not have, if I wouldn't have had that happen, I would have continued mm-hmm. trying to, you know, grow up and act and be famous and be an adult and rub elbows with people that, you know, I admired. Um, and it really just stopped that for me emotionally, but you know, I just, it'd be just, it, it's like if, I wish you, if you could have been in my shoes or I could have been in yours, I wonder what would have happened. It's, it's, I, we should have been friends and we could have, you know, <laughs> to warn each other. it all out. Yeah. Like back to the future. Don't do that. Don't yeah. go there. Don't wear that. Yeah. Yeah. When I think about the things that we used to wear, walk down the street wearing, it was oh crazy. Yeah. The things that we got away yeah. with. I, um, I, wish I, had more I don't know anybody who regrets it. I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't look back and it's like we all belong to some secret club. Like my friends from high school, junior high school, it's like everyone has the same feeling of, oh, my God, the shit we got away with. It was amazing. You could never do that today. You've never been able to do it since. And I feel like no. besides that we all kind of maybe screwed ourselves up and might have had a better future and there, there were some downsides – but for the most part, everybody's had a pretty, you know, had a, had a lot of fun and feels like we got away with murder and ha-ha because we were the last generation that got to do that. So, Oh, I think about sometimes I could have put like 20 men in jail. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I knew girls who used to I go should, to bars and send drug guys and roll them. So there was bad oh, girls. There was girls that were bad too. Like, do you know girls like who like who did stuff like that? Like, literally, drug a guy's drink at a bar. They're like fifteen. No. Get it? Get him messed no. up and steal their wallets. I knew girls who did stuff like that, but the oh. valley was kind of gritty. Maybe that's why. But I mean, such shit was well, going on, and people. I went, I had, actually, after all that happened, I went through different stages, and then after that happened, I had a boyfriend in the Valley, and that's when I had my experience with drugs. I didn't have, I didn't do drugs until then, and then I had a boyfriend in the Valley who was a uh, music producer, and he had a guy come stay with him that was a huge drug dealer, and that's when I started having my experience with drugs. That was... Not in my story. That was what happened after. And, but they were and available. It, they were they were available oh, and, and not necessarily everywhere. frowned upon. I mean, you know, I I didn't. Um, you know, I was pretty clean cut there until I was about fourteen. My boyfriend, when I was thirteen, I had a seventeen year old boyfriend, so that makes me super slutty. But he was a third degree black belt, and he didn't party. He was a good boy. Um, so that ended when the Roman thing happened, and after that, it was all bets were off. I got a, I was moved out in an apartment with my boyfriend. By the time I was 17, it was sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know, drinking Coke, 
minimum wage jobs, wow. paying the rent, and you know, just just went the the but casino. We're fortunate. I mean, we got through it. You would think yeah, a lot did. of people would not have gone through it and and come out. The I know other people side. that got came out really good. Like I'm, you know, I'm 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 a. You know, using me as a baseline, I certainly know people who came out of it way better than me. But I do know some girls who did not come out of it very well. And, yeah, me too. You know, there's the part in the book about the Van Nuys Boulevard. My girlfriend started cruising down there, and, boy, that, you know, she ended up, like, you know, prostitution, jail, a lot of bad stuff happened to her. So there was an ugly side to it, you know, I think maybe for you and I. I had one uh, girl like that. Yeah, I had one friend. I remember. I remember driving down Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, at this time, Santa Monica Boulevard actually had hookers. I mean, they hadn't gotten them off the street, and and there was a certain corner. I think it was like Gardner and Santa Monica. And I remember driving by and seeing a girl. I'm like, oh my God, that she was my girlfriend. She lived next door, and she was a hooker. I was like, there, but the grace of God goes me. Uh, but thank God. But mostly. It was the guys that I knew. I went through my phone book one day and I counted how many dead guys I know. <laughs> I, I don't oh, mean to laugh. A I know, but, but people that didn't make it. That's true. It was drugs. I think men, yeah. for some reason, men didn't come through the drug stage okay, and women did. Don't you think? I yeah. I I um, you know, I know. I mean, I when I turned eighteen, I got pregnant. And that was when uh, that was the end of the seventies, you know, the nineteen eighty or something. Well, that was me, but, um, fourteen that, years old. You know that, but but that's when people started freebasing, and I was pregnant, and I didn't do that. But I watched a lot of people go down, uh, which I did was that. then the scariest possible path. You're lucky. But now it's crack, it's yeah. all this other stuff. Like, but back then that was like <laughs> the worst possible thing, and it was heavy. You know, you, it was it was it, that was I a heavy know. thing I was, for people to pull I out was right of. There. It, I thought, oh, this is so cool. At the time, I thought, this is so cool and sophisticated. I am smoking cocaine. And it was only recently where I thought, oh, wait a minute. I did crack. Because <laughs> that's what it is. Hey, it's the no, most addicting better thing than crack. ever <laughs> in my entire but life. That, I, but I had people who I got in big trouble with that. And I'm I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, and I'm glad I didn't uh, end up into worse circumstances, you know, putting myself out there and in danger and, you know, uh, besides the difference of us, the, the older men, I think, is kind of one of our only points where our, our paths were different. And obviously, I something happened to me with Roman. It was like, okay, now I don't lo- like older guys. I actually wondered if when I grew up, I would, and I am age appropriate with my attraction. So that's all okay. I'm wasn't totally age appropriate. <laughs> I didn't stay on the 17-year-olds. I like actual men now. (laughs) I like actual men that um, the the difference is, like you think about the Lolita story, if you're you're young and you have an older man in your life, you think you're going to, to get something emotionally from that. And I don't remember getting anything. I, I don't know if it was because of the of the men that I chose or because I was just so naive, but I don't remember walking away learning anything from anybody older than me. I think you were probably looking for something that wasn't there, and I think the guys, um, like you know, Henri, he, I mean, my, I don't know if he calls himself Henry or Henri. We always called him Henri, but you know, Henri, like, he no, flirted with me. <laughs> Adult men would openly flirt with you. I had a. Um, 
there was a, a guy my did some work for my father and dated one of my stepsisters, and he would joke that his ideal woman was a 14-year-old with braces and pigtails. And reading your story, I'm like, hey, <laughs> there you were. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was friend. Hmm? Henri had a best friend, Maurice, and my girlfriend and I, I, don't think I would go yeah, out with I, I never met them. them. Sorry, go ahead. They were like these, the most do? popular in Beverly Hills, the clubs. They had a um, a beauty salon on Brighton Way, and, and we were going out with them. We were 14, 14 years old. If I would have felt safe, and, I would have totally been down to do that. I mean, you know, my dad took me to jazz clubs when I was 13. I got dropped off at the Roxy alone because my mom knew someone who worked there to see Bette Midler no. when I was 13. So if I felt like I was with somebody that was going to take me home, I probably would have been 100% down to uh, to, to to go along and do that. Um, yet my, uh, my aspirations for that kind of stuff were sadly cut short. <laughs> When I tell, don't you? I mean, you wrote a book, but when I tell people my story, people really think I'm just making it up. There's no way that you could get away with that. But I it did. was true. It happened. The '70s were real. We did crazy stuff, and I I think that the people that were there with us need to fess up and stop pretending that that all didn't happen because. I know it did, and you know it did, um, and I think we got a special little nugget in a special time and place that is unique. To, I thought I was the know, only one our, our, <laughs> ourselves. Well, I, yeah. I, when I read your story, it was like I, it's like we'd like two sides of the same coin. Like we, we could have been almost kind of the same person. We certainly could have been friends. We should redo the story and and make a fiction about my life, but you put you in it as my best friend, and then we'll see, like, yeah, yeah, and but but we'll make it funny, and we'll make it good, and we can change all the details so, like, they actually are, are what we would have wanted them to be. <laughs> and we're both movie saw, stars and best friends. I saw and <laughs> one of the guys that I had been with when I was 14 in the clubs, and I saw him not that long ago, so now he's really old and it was such a disturbing feeling that I can't even explain it. I don't know if you've had that experience. Well, even if you just see your your old friends and you haven't seen them in a while, you're like, who's that old person? Oh, crap, that's my friend. We were in the same grade. <laughs> so seeing somebody even well, older still, your I can age. see that alarming oh. part of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, like but now it's like, oh, holy. I had been cow. attracted to. Oh, well, that yeah. I mean, your experience I, I is do not part of it over. unique. I mean, I'll, I know so many. I mean, in in the process of writing my book, I, I find that everybody seems to have um, a story, and they share them with me because I put myself out there. But so many girls our age were either voluntarily or semi involuntarily or completely involuntarily, you know, with older men sexually, and you know, just emotionally and it's it's not uncommon i mean i hope it's uncommon now these days um but i think it's you know for people that are grew up as teenagers in the 70s that was just not an uncommon thing and i think all of us now look back and have to deal with the creepy factor of like wow that was kind of screwed up i don't know if it's comforting or disconcerting know that because I did think I was the only one and I only had one girlfriend that was experiencing the same thing I was at that time we we isolated ourselves we didn't have other friends so I really thought we were the anomaly 
And then when I read your story, I thought, oh, there's a third person. <laughs> That's it. Yes, so I, I, I mean, but you have. A lot I'd of like to think we're so. unique. Well, I, you know, I didn't know. I, I had like one girlfriend who was Catholic, and she could never get in any trouble with me. And most of my friends were guys, really. After that, so I was like a tomboy trying to turn sex victim in some kind of messed up way. Um, but I just, I, I, the reading, reading your story, I was an illegal, meaning jailbait, not immigrant, which is funny. Um, I was like, I just couldn't. I was surprised. I didn't realize that, that we could have something so similar, such a similar experience as of being in that town at that time in the 70s that we met the same people even, even though we did not live, know. you know, it's... necessarily close to each other. So I just and we had wonder, um, pets. <laughs> yeah, and we had rodents as pets, which is, you know, that's not, that's, uh, <laughs> that just makes you cool in my book. So it's like, but I, you know, I just, I, I was shocked and relieved and it just made me feel good you know, reading your story, feeling like, gosh, okay, like, there is more of us. It's not really? just me. It's not just you. This all happened. And, you know, maybe our our sides are a little unique, but I think not, you know, not so unique. And, and you know, you can look back at the, you know, the, the movies that were being made and the things of the times that clearly we didn't come from abusive households and didn't have the kind of problems a lot of other people might have had back in those days. But um, I'm glad that I feel very you fortunate. made it out. I do about that. And I'm I so do. happy to I mean, know even you though, now because now we can talk about it. <laughs> I know. I mean, my parents, I love my parents. Um, they didn't know. I think a lot of it was probably shocking. Um, a lot of it I still haven't revealed. When I, you wrote a book, you must have felt like completely purged I, um, after you wrote your book. Did I, you? Uh, I did. I I didn't do it for that reason, but it ended up making me feel a lot lighter and actually did a long way to improve my relationship with my mom because we had to talk a lot of these things out and f- figure out everybody remembered stuff wrong and put it all back together. And, right. and of course, she had to hear about all the stuff I did that she didn't know about. Um, so she felt a little bad as if she should have like, like, mom, the whole point was that you didn't know. Like, that was what I was going for. You didn't find out I was doing that stuff. <laughs> hiding it on purpose. Um but but I you know it's it's um it's it's all out on the table and 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 I don't I think and thank God everybody's parents were, were blissfully be. unaware. Hey, no cell right. phones, I wrote, no social media. You could disappear. Your parents didn't know what you were doing. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I I wrote a movie about um well, so much of it is about me, but in the character, and she has her parents that she's disconnected with, and those parents were really so much my parents. And I remember when the movie came out, and I was so fearful that my parents would see themselves, but they didn't see themselves. I don't know that they ever really realized that they were those characters in the movie, but we completely bonded right that's after that movie. That's kind of a relief. Yeah, that's that's kind of a relief if you really didn't want to, them to see it. So, you know, but I, <laughs> people, you know, yeah, my mom was uh, my mom was a lot more worried about her own self awareness and growing as a person and her own acting career yeah. and supporting. You know, she she had a full full plate and and she was out there. You know, like doing the same thing up to that was Esalon and the, the 
yeah, know, all this self-discovery and awareness. So she was, uh, you know, I don't think she'd mind if I said she was a little self-absorbed. So that did make it easier for me to play her and 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 do the things. And I again, to it's do that generation. But yeah, my parents were totally self-absorbed. My and my mom did commercials, so she had that little limelight um, at the same time too. <laughs> Well, I'm glad oh, you came out safe and so sound, funny. and I'm glad I came out safe and sound. And you. Um, and I <laughs> thought it was fun. You know, I mean, bad things happen to everybody, so that's 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 life. But I am, um, um, you know, it was. It, and it was I, a tragic. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed just all it. the stories. Uh, we got through it, and and it was different. And I'm just happy to. I, I love reminiscing about it now, so I'm happy to to chat with you, and I can't wait to get through the rest of all these stories and and just you know, hey, it was the truth. We did that stuff, and nobody can freaking deny it. So take that politically correct, everybody. I'd like to remember <laughs> more of it though. So like, I was hoping that your memories would trigger more of my memories because I think that I have. Um, I, I think some of them I, I I have stifled. I don't. I think I don't want them, but I do want them. So I'm a little bit conflicted. I about kept my that. diary. I kept my diary. You oh my god! Didn't. It's the worst. Oh, it's horrible. From that I was time, you had a diary. Was, yes, I had a diary, and it was all about boys and wanting to have sex with them. That was my entire diary. You should publish <laughs> that. It was like, oh my god, <laughs> what was wrong with me? <laughs> wow! Wait, wait, wait. I wish I had done that. <laughs> it's it's. Can you imagine just, if we did have I, cell phones at that time and we just documented oh, everything? Oh, the diary's <laughs> bad enough. It's just humiliating. Uh, but I'm saving it. And my mom had a diary too, but hers was all about like self awareness, not about boys, boys, boys. But yeah, I was. I'm. I. I don't know. You know, my sons tell me that we. I don't know what I think I know about the way teenagers act today. Now they're all grown ups. They're not teenagers, but they told me like, yeah, the you think it was only back different. then, but apparently there's shit going on today too. We just don't know about it because now we're the older ones. <laughs> well, it's 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 shit, but it's different shit. I mean, what they go through because the you know our environment is completely different. Yeah, yeah. And they can. It was bad other, enough with no social media. But yeah. I went through if there was social media, oh my lord. So uh I it was bad it's enough all about without sharing it. I don't think now. I could have done it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean just, everything was out I, there. Yeah. Our world was oh and people are mean closed door. So, you know? Yeah. People are mean. If somebody's yeah, gonna write we, something about you in the newspaper, that's different than somebody right. like putting it online we and on over TV that. and blah blah blah. Yeah, so Yeah. So we didn't have I'm to glad do I'm gl- I'm we were honored. I, <laughs> I, yeah, honorable I, like, positions. Yes, as illegal. That's right. <laughs> Doing what we had we to laugh do to about survive. It. Well, what are you gonna do? But I, but um, you know, that's just the way it is. Is the way it is. So it's. I, and then, I just, let's just I like talk a, bit, affirmation. a little bit about the music. The music at the time, that was music. That was such great music. And then disco so came in, and it was like the world ended. It was like, oh my God, we got Aerosmith, we got Led Zeppelin, we got Kiss, we got, you know, and then all of a sudden we have the Bee Gees. Oh, life is over. The seventies are gone. It's all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> disco sucks. <laughs> you know, part of growing up, I guess you lose your music. I wonder if my it's probably beeping. time for us to go. Well, Andrew, he doesn't. He just lets us talk, and yes, and he's like, "Will you guys please shut up now?" 
Maybe done. But I have had so much fun talking to you. So I know you too. Are you coming out at all? I mean, coming out now. Uh, I won't. I don't mean. I don't out. plan on coming out at all for LA. But if I do, I'll hit you up, and we should chat more and email, and um, and yeah, you, you should write something really funny. So let's do it. Yeah, in Hawaii <laughs> for me. <laughs> so we, you should write you something on, really funny about the seventies. Oh, oh yeah, Facebook. Facebook. Did you see? Oh, so you saw pictures and things from from the party? Oh, I, I did. did. I did. And now we're look at us, a bunch of old people. <laughs> well, but we're still the coolest generation. We're still the coolest generation. We had well, it going on. I'm glad well, to hear we, your voice. We should go. Really fun. Yeah, I'm really. It's been really fun, and let's let's keep in touch. Um, and um, I'm gonna Absolutely. hope this book does well, and and we get to like talk and laugh about it a lot more because is there some fun kidding. It sold out. It, it it's first run sold out on in, on Amazon, and it's number two at Book Soup. It's so far Great. so good. So know, far, so good. Exciting. Well, I'm going to read the I rest know. of it, and I'm going to keep in touch with you. So I will, uh, I will As send you. We'll, we'll talk again soon. And, and thanks for chatting with me. This has been really fun. And send me pictures if you come across any pictures you have. I would love that. Sure, we'll get on it from that time. We're going to do a whole other thing, just you and me. <laughs> <laughs> a sequel. Do okay. I hear sequel? Sequel, right, sequel, the girl side. Okay, it's ni- really nice to talk to okay. you, um, and I'll, I'll you send you an email. And bye-bye, Andrew. Okay, okay bye.